What's going on, everyone? Jose G here for Sports Keto Wrestling. Tonight on The Debrief, Rico El Glorioso and myself will be covering everything that went down on NXT and on AEW last week. All the stuff that happened on In Your House. We're going to cover Samoa Joe coming back. The Million Dollar Champion turns on Ted DiBiase. Insanity. That and more on The Debrief. Welcome, guys, to the debrief. I'm your host, Jose G, and next to me is the top Chico himself, Rico El Glorioso. Welcome to tonight's show. How are you, Rico? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Sorry about the little delay there. You know, it starts raining a little bit here in Florida, and people don't know how to drive, but I made it. Yeah, that's for (laughs) (laughs) at least you made it in one piece. You're here on the show. We want to welcome you guys to the show. If you haven't done it already, Make sure you are subscribing to Sports Keto Wrestling. The most important thing you can do is hit that subscribe button, smash that notification bell, so that way you're up to date with every single new video that we have dropping every single day. We got ton of inter- tons of interviews. We got a Bobby Lashley exclusive interview ahead of Hell in the Cell dropping this week, so make sure you guys are subscribing. Hit that notification button. If you're watching us on Facebook, Make sure you are sharing in your favorite wrestling group. Tag your friends in the ro- in the comment section so they can join the conversation. And if you're watching us on Twitter, make sure you at Sports Keto Wrestling or hashtag Sports Keto Wrestling so that way we know that you're involved with the show by using the hashtag The Debrief. So tonight, we're going to talk about the fallout from NXT TakeOver in your house and what happened last week on Friday Night Dynamite. Barico in your house was an awesome show i thought it delivered um not as like up here with stand and deliver but it was a good transitional pay-per-view to the SummerSlam takeover that we're gonna get yeah it was it was a solid event overall just like you said i mean stand and deliver had to be huge it had to be monumental being the first time it was a two-day takeover of course you know over the course of wrestlemania weekend so this one you know it did. It did its job. It was a solid show, you know. Great performances all around. Uh, it's just, you know, just like you said, it wasn't up to that level because there wasn't as many stakes, I guess you could say. And you know, some of these storylines were kind of, you know, not rushed, but they hadn't had all these develop the long time development that a lot of the storylines usually do. Like we just had, you know, four guys sho- shoved into this title picture against Karrion Cross. You know. Ember Moon and uh, and Raquel Gonzalez. That's been you know a couple months for the tag team, and but the singles, it was just like, all right, you took out Shotzi, now I want you, and I want that belt. So it didn't have like a lot of like oomph behind it, like we did for a stand and deliver. But this was a solid show nonetheless. Absolutely, and I love all the callbacks with the uh, karate fighters, Tom Pettingill. Oh man! Uh, so it, it was it was a good show, but it was what happened at the end of the show that started off Tuesday night. Because we saw William Regal being interviewed with a tear in his eye, saying that he thinks that there is time for a change due to all the chaos that we've been seeing for several weeks on NXT. We open up this past Tuesday with general manager William Regal walking to the center of a very packed CWC. Did you notice that, Regal? Yeah, it's it's getting there. It, it's we're getting you know closer, closer to full capacity. I've never. Been in that arena at a uh, USF, but we haven't been look- there. 
Yeah, we have, that's like one of the few places we haven't gone to over here in Central Florida. So I, I'm not sure exactly how full it can get, but it's nice to see more people. You know, they're allowing more people into the show and really gives it, you know, it the electricity, the excitement, having a live audience, it helps. So the more people that are there, the better the show is starting to get, especially for a show like NXT. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Rico, before we continue here, just reading some of your guys' comments. Guys, if you guys are just joining for the first time, make sure you're hitting the like button, share button, sharing with your friends because we're talking NXT. All you sports, Kita faithful, thank you so much for joining us again. We had Joe Davidson watching us on YouTube. Jose, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing good today, my guy. I saw you earlier with Kev. Thank you for watching. Another sports Kita loyal, Steve Chamber. Cool to see Joe back. I don't see him being an enforcer much longer. May see Joe versus Cross. We're oh. going to dive into those details in just a moment. So make sure you are sounding off in the comments. But let's start off with what happened with William Regal. He walked in into the CWC. He gave a heartfelt message uh, to the NXT universe uh, saying that it's time for him to kind of like change the guard. And then comes Karen Cross, comes out. He pretty much tells William Regal, I told you so. You knew that this place was chaotic. Now I'm the guy that's going to rule this place by chaos. And cue Samoa Joe's music. I don't know if you did. And I even know that we all knew that he was coming out. But that I I marked out. Yeah. I marked out at home. That crowd. I'm I'm clapping. I'm standing up at home. Joe, Joe, Joe. Oh, so good. Oh, yes. Even though, like you said, we've been hearing the rumors that Joe is back, that he had been at the Performance Center. The fact that he is here, and even though we knew what was going to happen, just like we got the same excitement because we have Samoa Joe back. Nice and clean suit. Doesn't have the mullet going. He got a nice short hair. Got the nice suit going on. But, man, the exchange between uh, Samoa Joe and William Regal, you know, when he was telling him, he was offering him the job of general manager, and he says no. He says, no, but it's because of you. You know, you've earned my respect. So I'm not going to take your job, but I will have your back. And then him stepping to the face of Karrion Cross, uh, man, oh, that just like uh, Stephen Chambers was saying, like, oh, man, that'd be a great match. And like all the all the face offs that we saw later on, because this is what he's here to do. Samoa Joe is the enforcer uh, just because, you know, he's told. William Regal, absolutely not. I'm not taking your job. He's the he's the WWE official enforcer. Oh, you know, William Regal says you can't be a competitor, and you cannot get physical with the talent unless you are provoked, and then just step into the face of the champ. And that was the only like moment of weakness we have seen from Karen Cross at all in this whole tenure. When he looks at him, he's like, "All right," and he walks away. <laughs> He was like, what ring. are you still what are you still doing in this what ring? Are you still doing my ring. Oh, and he just and he like shushes away carrying cross, but automatically you think, oh, Samoa Joe versus Karen Cross would be an amazing uh, an amazing you know match. And then we saw in a backstage segment later, since we're talking about this, where we still have Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, baby, fighting it out. But here comes Samoa Joe, even though the refs are trying to do everything, he comes in there and he like parts the Red Sea. Which pushes Kyle O'Reilly away. Adam Cole, in the heat of the moment, winds up pushing Samoa Joe. And he's I like, just love that show. He's like, uh-uh, hold on. And he <laughs> puts in the Coquina clutch to Adam Cole, makes him go night-night. 
And I love the fact that, you know, William Regal is saying, all right, you guys are going to have your match. It's going to be a regular one-on-one match. So it's completely backwards that we see in a normal feud that we're actually going to have the, we had the unsanctioned match first. And now we're going to have the just straight up one-on-one match, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole at the American bash. But he tells you, you're still going to fight next week. And I need you to choose your opponent. And then I love that Samoa Joe got up and he says, when he wakes up, tell him William Regal wants his answer. Oh, yeah, that was that was really really good. I really like that. Um, I just re I could really appreciate Samoa Joe's reaction Man. to to everything, just because the the quick little push. He takes off his jacket. He looks at, and then puts him out to sleep real quick. And I absolutely loved it. Now love everybody, liner, I love that one liner. Yeah. When he wakes up, tell him he wants. Uh, tell him uh, he, William Regal wants his answer. Oh. So <laughs> I thought it was great, even though we all knew we all knew this was going to happen. Um, just a pure fact is that Samoa Joe is back in NXT. Wow. It changes everything. It really does change everything. So um, that that's great. Uh, but that was not the only thing that happened during the show. Tons of stuff happened during the show. Um, we had Brizango, who got denied another entrance. I get it for time constraints, but still, I love Brizango's entrances. But even though they got ideas. denied, even though they got denied their entrance themes, right? They got the win yeah, over man. Imperium. But at the end of that, you would not think that they got the win because Imperium laid it in on Brizango, laying the Imperium flag over Tyler Breeze, sending a strong message to the tag team division. Hey, they have to follow the direction of El Ring General Walter, and he had told them to go take out, you know, basically get their vengeance on Brizango, but they still lost, though. Like, I still can't believe that. I, I was expecting a squash match. Like, as much as I, we love Brizango, and the, especially since they didn't get the entrance, I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a squash match. Like, they're they're really trying to set this, you know, set the stage for them being a dominant faction here in NXT. And they still wind up getting, they, they lose. They lose to Brizango, even though they stood tall. But technically, I guess, if you were putting the ranking system like they have in another show, they're getting closer to an opportunity to tag team titles too. If they got a big win over Imperium, so maybe we'll get Brizango versus MSK again. I guess maybe I don't know. A lot of you guys uh, sounding off in the comments. Ozzy Madero's welcome back to Samoa Joe. Uh, we tons of people are very happy. Pratik Banjade saying Samoa Joe is back in NXT and it changes NXT. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Christopher Ryan Cooper is asking. So can Jam Samoa Joe wrestle or not? Well, according to William Regal, he is not allowed to get physical unless provoked. provoked. So that kind of sends the message probably that maybe he's still not medically cleared to compete. Who knows? Uh, reading some more of your comments. Keep your uh, keep sounding off in the comments, guys. Planeta Wrestling watching us on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Saludos a Jose y a todo el equipo de Sports Kita. What's up to Thank Jose you, and to the entire Sports Kita team? That's what Planeta Wrestling is saying. I'm translating for you guys. Muchos saludos, abrazos, hugs for you guys from Planeta Wrestling, representing all the Latinos on the YouTube community. Again, thank you. Uh, reading some more of your comments. Joe telling Cross off, why are you oh. still on my ring? TikTok, young champion. Yes. That so, was so good so on the good. mic. Oh, TikTok, young champion. Oh. Samoa Joe just the on the mic is the best for business, but hopefully he can wrestle. A lot of people want to see Samoa Joe get back in the ring, and I can't blame you because I'm one of them. Uh, but moving on uh, to what else was 
a pretty surprising night for L.A. Knight. Because yeah. L.A. Knight, after being crowned the new million-dollar champion, which, by the way, this guy right here got that right. <laughs> hey, we still drew, so I'm still champion. That's fine. Ah, damn it. Because <laughs> you didn't damn trust it. you didn't trust in the Colossus, man, in MSK. So, so you guys, so for, for you guys, you don't know what we're talking about. Watch our other show, Regan's of Wrestling. You know exactly what we're talking about. But anyways, we were just talking about our predictions. Uh, but yeah, so uh, LA Knight uh, got crowned the Million Dollar Champion after winning uh, on Sunday night. The and, uh, it, it, The belt looks amazing on him. He got crowned. Uh, but it was weird because Eli, Eli, LA, <laughs> uh, LA Knight started with kind of like this heartfelt promo. And I'm like, hold, hold on. Wait up! Something's so about to happen. You knew but, as soon as he started getting personal. Like, like, okay. He's giving he's giving props to the million dollar man. He's telling oh, that gonna this is a dream <laughs> that I had your figure with the million dollar belt and all of this. So this is just a dream come true for me. Blah 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 blah. But now that I have everything that I want, I don't Ooh. need you anymore. Boom! And took out the million dollar man. Oh, so. What what are your thoughts on LA Knight turning even more heel on Ted DiBiase and continuing this feud with Cameron Grimes because Cameron Grimes later on came out for the save. So yeah. this is probably going to continue into the next takeover. You, just like you predicted uh, last week, it, exactly what you said. LA Knight got the win because it's more entertaining to have Cameron Grimes chase it. And this is exactly what we got. And just to add even more fuel to the fire, to get more heat on LA Knight, taking out the Million Dollar Man. So now, instead of trying to be a tweener, because even though we still like LA Knight, now we want to, you know, you're supposed to hate him because he took out the Million Dollar Man. Now it's clear who's the heel. Now it's clear that it's going to be a greater moment for Cameron Grimes when he finally gets the win and the million dollar belt. And this also gets the write off Ted DiBiase for a little bit. So uh, this segment did everything it needed to do to continue on this feud. So I'm looking forward to see how else they're going to, you know, keep escalating this feud. And so we get to the unsanctioned match at some point, like we got with the uh, Colorado and, <laughs> and Adam Cole, instead of at the beginning, we'll get at the end. Yeah, man. Now we also got to see the debut of uh, Blake, uh, well, formerly known as Blake Christian, now known as Trey Baxter in NXT. Uh, he actually responded to Kushida's open challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship, and he actually, he actually did a pretty good yeah. job on his debut. Uh, looks like the people in the back are really high on Trey Baxter. Uh, what what did you make out of uh, Trey Baxter on his debut? No, I thought it was a, a great outing and the, the right person to do it against. If you're really going to show off a young talent that they can, you know, hang with the technical guys, it's Kushida. So, of course, if you guys didn't know, Kushida still continue, is continuing his open challenge for the NXT Cruiserweight title, and we got to see Trey Baxter. So it was a good performance. You know, we got to see uh, – who was it? Now I forgot the, the other guy that I liked, uh, the guy that he had the last open challenge match. Uh, was uh, that the guy on two from two hundred five? Man, I don't remember. But they're they're showing that the talent that they're trying to display here, like yeah. putting him up against Kushida, is always a good call because you're always going to get a solid solid match as long Absolutely. as they can hang with Kushida. They're going to have a great debut, and we see another one here with uh, Trey Baxter. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I thought uh, he had a really good debut, uh, especially when you're going up uh, against the likes of Kushida. But now we know who uh, Kyle O'Reilly's opponent is for next week because Kyle O'Reilly was watching this match with Kushida 
after the match, he ended up challenging and Kushida accepted. So uh, so this should be a really good match. Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly. That's going to be an instant classic right there, man. Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. We had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai go up against a returning Team Ninja, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, showing off the new theme music, the new Mm -hmm. ring gear, and a whole new set of moves, Rico. Were you you as impressed with Team Ninja as I was impressed with Team Ninja? Because they they absolutely killed it last night. They show that they have grown to be a legitimate tag team instead of just having two individuals with, you know, Caden Carter being the more experienced out of the two and Casey kind of being like the protege. Now they're showing that they can be a true tag team and why they should be, you know, obviously in talks for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. So uh, unfortunately, they didn't get the win versus the inaugural champs in Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but they did impress. So hopefully, you know, we're going to see more of this. They'll still not forget about the tag team division, especially now that everybody's kind of involved in their own different storylines. Like we're going to see in a little bit here, but I would love to see uh, team Ninja back, man. Cause we've been fans of them for a long time here in NXT and they just continue to get better. So I'm glad to see that they're, they're back, even though uh, it could have been a good chance for them to get a win. If they were going to start adding that little bit of a storyline between Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, you know, we're waiting for that, that split to happen at some point, but you know, it didn't happen just yet. So it's still a dominant performance by Raquel and Dakota. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a dominant uh, dominant performance. But you, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Team Ninja killed it last night. And uh, and you can see that they've definitely been putting in the work at the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we from one, you know, from one team returning to another superstar that made her return recently, Io Shirai, former NXT Women's Champion. Uh, she started a promo. Uh, she was talking about her return and making it back and getting back to the gold. And she was interrupted by Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell of the way. Um, they got du- She got double teamed. But then Zoe Stark came out for the help. So can we see an EO and Zoe Stark team gun for those NXT Women's Tag Team Championships? I'm and all look, about it. Yeah, I mean, I just assumed because we were talking about Who's going to be EO's tag team partner? But I guess that's my fault for being biased here. I just assumed that the other talent that we brought from, from Japan and we haven't seen from for seen from for a while, I thought it was going to be Saray. I thought we were going to have wow. Saray and EO, but it doesn't have to be. You want to put just a Japanese girl and another Japanese girl? I mean, that's no, I want two talented women <laughs> to be on the same page. But Zoe Stark is talented as well. I just... You know, we haven't seen anything else from Saray ever since you know, like those two matches. So I was hoping it's been about three. It's been about three weeks since we've seen Saray. You're absolutely right about that. I just feel like opportunity. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a great chance. But Zoe Stark is also an amazing, talented person. It's going to be a good platform for her too to be aligned with the you know former NXT Women's Champion in EO. So it's still going to go great. Uh, So you know, we'll see if this is going to have the title on the line at some point with the way versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. Absolutely. I, I we'll we'll see. We'll see we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Uh but we also had uh to close out the night, we had a amazing tornado tag team match. It's always fun when we get tornado tags, bro. We had old man Champa and Toothless Timmy going up against GYV, the grizzled young veterans. And old man champa and toothless Timmy got the win via submission. 
submitting GY. Oh man, that was so good. There were so many good spots in that man. Uh, Strong contenders for the NXT tag team titles right now. Yeah, and, and here I was like a hundred percent sold that GYV was soon to be the next NXT tag team champions. No, nah. that might not be the case anymore with Samasa Champion nope. and Timothy Thatcher. No, nope. so yep, I won't be mad at that either. The only thing I gotta say, and I'll and I'll say this uh, to 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 Timothy Thatcher if he happens to watch the show. Just be careful with Tommaso Ciampa. He might you be your buddy now, but look at what happened to him and Johnny Gargano. Don't let that be you. That is true. Thank you. And that <laughs> concludes this public service announcement <laughs> to uh, Timothy Thatcher. But overall, was, uh, NXT was yeah, NXT was a was a good show. I thought I thought it was solid coming off of a pay per view. Samoa was, Joe helped. Oh, oh yeah, that it's a huge boost to NXT. Um, and then, of course, just kind of going back over what happened at In Your House, we did call it uh, Zia Lee got a win over Mercedes Martinez, and it was a really back-and-forth match. So it was really good, but it did a solid job of putting her, uh, making her look strong. With Mercedes actually facing off, uh, actually coming face-to-face with um, with Mei, Mei Ling, and being she got that, that throw grab. I guess that's like her signature move now. And then throwing Mercedes Martinez into you know that barricade which it looks like we're not done with mercedes martinez and t and shaw just yet uh, of course bronson reed and msk did retain and that's how i retained my title uh retaining their title in the six man winner takes all against legado fantasma that squash though through the barricade when he pancaked poor santos oh just he saw his face in the reflection of the nxt north american championship for that one second Caused a huge distraction, and he just got destroyed through the barricade thanks to Bronson Reed. And, of course, uh, Bronson Reed did get the win using a huge tsunami. But, man, that main event, though. That main, main event was event. very good. So Karrion good. Cross. Karrion Cross, he killed uh, it. He he retained. Uh, did you did you pick Karrion Cross on this one? Mm-hmm. You did pick Karrion Cross. I thought it was good. Um, and you neither know, the, one the of main... us are right on who got pinned. Because we, you thought it was going to be Cole. I thought it would be Gargano, and it wasn't either one of them. So, man. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle, O'Reilly, the, Kyle O'Reilly selling the submission. I thought it was great. Um, but you got to give kudos to the four guys that really carried that match. Dunn, Gargano, Cole, and O'Reilly. They absolutely killed it. Cross had his moments. Cross was very Brock Lesnar-like. You know, he had rec shop when he needed to rec shop, got taken out when he needed to get taken out, came back in, rec shop some more, got taken out again, came back in, rec shop. That's it. Got, yeah. He got the win. Yeah, I thought he did good. He did what he needed to do, which was look dominant. And then everybody else, like you said, carry the match with some amazing spots. I love like the double uh, no escape, Gargano escape. That Johnny did, I think it was uh, to Kyle and to Adam Cole. Like there were so many good spots in their timing. All four of those guys' timing is freaking impeccable. So you can tell these are four amazing guys. That's why they were they were in this match to begin with. But at the end of the day, TikTok, it is still carrying crosses NXT until Samoa Joe showed up last night and established that you're not just gonna walk all over this place. You're not you're not gonna disrespect William Regal while I'm here. Ugh. So good. So glad to have Samoa Joe back. I thought both NXT shows Sunday and Tuesday night were were great. 
Uh, but let's touch up on a little bit on AEW because we haven't talked about AEW for several weeks because, you know, it's been on Friday nights yeah, on another and because of the NBA. But we're going to quickly recap it before you. But if you're just hanging out and if you're just tuning in right now, guys, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So that way, you know, whenever we have a brand new video dropping coming out later this week, Bobby Lashley, an exclusive interview with Bobby Lashley ahead of Hell in the Cell. We have tons of new content, daily news roundups, daily top stories at 6 p.m. live on every platform, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So make sure you guys are subscribing. Hit that notification bell. If you're watching us on Facebook, hit that share button. Make sure you're sharing it in your favorite wrestling group and tag your friends in the comment section. Just as easy as look. Hit that button right there. That share button right down there. So do that. All right. Right. With that being said, let's <laughs> jump into All Elite Wrestling. It's been uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked about All Elite Wrestling. Um, we had to shift to Friday night immediately after Double or Nothing, and for the last three weeks, the numbers have not been good at AEW. You know because of the playoffs. You know they've been in the mid 400,000s uh, viewership-wise. But that still doesn't take away what's going on in AEW. Um, so let's catch up with AEW, Rico. What's going on over there? Yeah, so we still got uh, this ongoing feud basically between Christian Cage and the Hardy family office uh, with Matt Hardy uh, basically you know, paying Angelico and uh, Hybrid 2 to be his, you know, his heavies to try to take out Christian Cage as Angelico who we haven't seen in a one-on-one -on -one match in a very long time, uh, had a match against Christian Cage. Just like we've been saying before, anytime Christian Cage has a match, it's going to go a little longer because he's here to outwork everyone. Uh, but, of course, he did get the win. However, for the second week in a row, Matt Hardy drops him with a twist of fate. So we're still going to get this nice little storyline going on with Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, as if they didn't have enough history to begin with and some other companies. But... Uh, this time we did have a uh, – oh, we do have breaking news, guys. We have in AEW a new guy making his debut, Brock Anderson. So uh, Arn Anderson's son <laughs> is going to be making that, his debut. My <laughs> God. Like, I, I didn't – if you would have told me that that was his son, I would have thought it was his brother. Cause he looks – the splitting image of a young Arn Anderson. He's exactly like his dad. The thinning hairline and the, everything. The hairline, the beat. Like, he looks like his dad, like, 30, 20 years ago, bro. bro. Like, bro. He looks. He looks. He looks like the dad that you see at Home Depot or the dad that just finished cutting his lawn and is oh, admiring and his I was lawn. just going to say, with those shorts and those sandals, and when he put those hands on his hips, I'm like, yeah. he was proud of his lawn work on that day, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... You know what? Let's move on because if not, we can continue roasting on yeah. Brock Anderson. So, so congratulations, Brock Anderson. You're going to be making your debut, teaming up with Cody, going up against QT Marshall. Because remember, even Tony Schiavone says he wants that QT asked him to pronounce it that way. So I'm going to have to pronounce it that way going forward, Jose. So QT Marshall and Aaron Solo are going to be uh, in tag team action against each other. Uh, of course, you know, it, it just... If you're gonna make a debut, I just wouldn't come out wearing, you know, dad shorts and 
flip-flops and tucked in polo. But, you know, hopefully he can show his, you know, prowess in the ring. Hopefully he got a lot of training from his dad. Maybe he'll be the future enforcer like Samoa Joe is over there on NXT right now. But we'll see how he does. I'm not going to – I'm trying not to judge him on his dad. Look, we're going to wait to see how he does in the <laughs> ring. But but speaking of really talented guys in the ring, we had a, 16, a six-man tag team match. Amazing. Eddie Kingston teaming up with his former best friend, Penta El Cero Miedo, and the Bastard Pac going up against the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, who was really there to eat the pin, of course. But, man, this was another entertaining match, man. I, uh, the only thing that's missing is Ray Phoenix, unfortunately. Yeah. They rid yeah, him off Penta, a little bit. Penta, Penta had a lot of great spots in that match. I thought that, that was great. Um, the Young Bucks are are getting more and more heelish by the week, and I don't know what it's what what, what they're doing, but it's working, and I'm liking it. I'm liking yeah. it more. Like I was not all, but now I'm like starting to get like I'm like okay, I'm starting to understand what they're doing with it. I think mm-hmm. that they found their groove when it comes to what they're doing. Um, with that part, you know, with this version of the Bucks. And uh, and I was actually pleasantly ple- pleasantly surprised because they yeah. we all know that the Bucks can go, in but when it comes to like going up against these guys, the caliber of these guys, Eddie Kingston, Pac, and Benta, and being able to not only get almost like a, a, a almost get a win, but the way that they did it, mm-hmm. and you know, Benta Benta just killed it, man. Benta just killed it. Benta oh, always yeah. kills it. Oh, of course, which is why it's, it seems such a disservice that, you know, Lucha Bros haven't really gotten much traction in the tag team division, even though one it always seems like one of the brothers gets injured, which always sucks. And it puts the spotlight yeah. on the other one, but they don't do it. Like, they don't put them in the T- TNT Championship match or AEW Championship. But we digress. We know that they're talented. The storyline continues, you know, with Eddie Kingston having to form this bond once again because John Moxley got taken out as well as Ray Phoenix. By the Young Bucks. So, you know. Side yeah. note, side note, side note. Yeah. Congratulations, John and Renee. Yes. Congratulations on the birth of baby Nora. Baby Nora good. I know, I know, I know uh, Renee Paquette will be scrolling through the Twitter feeds and she may have come across this at this particular time. So we just want to say congratulations. Congratulations to John Moxley. Congratulations to Renee Paquette on the birth of their new oh. baby, baby Nora. Nora all, Moxley or Nora Goodman? Nora good. I don't know. Nora Good, bro. <laughs> Which means now all three members of the Shield are dads. That is very true. <laughs> so we'll see what happens if they get, you know, the female version of the Shield. Uh, like we talked about before, because now they all three have daughters. So let's get a female Shield going up in, you know, in 18, 19 years. Hopefully we'll, we'll be getting that. Uh, you know, just keeping, again, Talented families like we see imagine, in the Lucha Bros. And the imagine this family. at that time. At that time, Roman Reigns will be considered a legend. John Moxley oh. will be considered a legend. Seth Rollins will be considered a legend at that time, 20 years from now. Okay. Yeah. And then we have hopefully, you know, Becky's daughter, John's daughter, Roman's daughter. Boom. Female, female shield. Just call it the shield, the, the, the renewed shield. It'd be shield. Oh, there you go. She healed. <laughs> make that. Make that. This was the iron E, so it's shield. She healed. She healed. But you know, like you said, congrats to them. Which I, we'll see the the future of what wrestling is going to look like eighteen years because a lot of these kids coming from loud towns and families, uh, 
we'll hopefully we'll continue to see that. But uh, one team that is like a family, FTR came out and they cut a promo running down Santana and Ortiz. Uh, they they ran down you know everybody. The MJF uh, basically the call out that Chris Jericho had to end the last week about having one more match because he's still not done with the feud. MJF says no. So he denies Chris Jericho's match uh, request. But just like we saw, again, like you flip the script. Now Inner Circle shows up on the Tron, and they have a little message for FTR who rolled up to uh, Dynamite in a fresh limousine with their Pinnacle logo on top and everything, probably sponsored by Pinnacle Vodka. Uh, and the Inner Circle just completely wrecked it. So it's not like what they did with like Bad Bunny's Bugatti, where you know it was like, water-based paint because they really weren't trying to mess it up no yeah they really went into it with floyd with sledgehammer sammy Guevara almost hitting him or sammy or uh, San, uh ortiz almost hitting themselves with the sledgehammer from the bounce back but uh jake hager comes yeah because that's saw what he did this. it was like oh like oh all right sorry uh but jake hager comes out of nowhere with the forklift comes through and i think he was trying to flip it over because he's trying to impale it, lift it up, and then try to like shake it off so it would flip yeah. over. Yeah, that didn't work. No. <laughs> so he just you know just shakes it and then officially drops it. But they completely destroy the uh, the uh, Pinnacle's limo. So the drama still continues. The saga between Pinnacle and Inner Circle lives on. Uh, and another feud that the drama still going on is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Damn right I called it is. out Darby Allen and told him it's because of Sting. We lost because you had Sting. If you partner with anybody else, there's no way you can beat him or beat us. And then in response, Darby Allen with Sting tells Sting, don't come. Don't be there. I want a handicap match. I want to do this myself. And Sting says, all right, I got it. You fist bump. And he was like, no, I don't want you there, Sting. Just remember, I don't want you there. I can handle this. I need to prove myself. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, you could. Like he was like, asking for that, that, that the bump for a little maybe, bit. M- maybe we didn't <laughs> see the other side of of Sting when he was doing that, and he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. This was a distraction. No, no, no. You look for, at the hand, for, but you didn't look at for that. real. For real, no, 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 for real. Stay. Yeah, 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 sure, you got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we'll see if this ends up being a true handicap match or if we're going to see some sort of shenanigans or some other way that you know Sting happens to intervene in this match and help Darby get the win. All right. So before we move on to my favorite segment, which is talking about Miro, um, <laughs> even though he is the TNT champion, I still feel that Miro is being disrespected. Because yes. he did not main event Damn. Friday Night Dynamite. That yeah. should have been a main event match, not yeah. to not a tag team match with mid carders that are not even champions. That match should have been in the mid card in that spot. They should have just flipped that around. You want your TNT champion closing your show. You want a champion closing the show. Why didn't that happen? Regardless, Miro got the win, and I'm very happy about that. Okay, yeah. But that should have been a spot for Miro. Yeah, like I know uh, you and Kev were were talking about it, and I had intervened, at, you know, in the chat while you guys were in there. 
you're completely right. Like we understand they're kind of going with the old school booking mentality, especially because of how they're being broadcasted now. Because this is 10 p.m. on a Friday night, right after Friday Night SmackDown. So you want to hook the crowd in. You want them to be engaged. So like the old school WCW days, you put your headliner, even WWF, you put that headliner first. You get them bought in from the beginning. So you're trying to get that crowd at 10 p.m. to be bought into the rest of the show. That's why you start off with the, you know, yeah, you can have Christian Christian Cage. Cage. But the six-man tag match, like that was, to me, that was truly the opener. Like that was the first real big match. The six-man tag between uh, Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus Kingston, Pac, and Benta. So, like, yes, that's a great match to open a show with. You know, I should, I would have put that first. Uh, you know, to really get the crowd hooked from following your SmackDown, and you want to keep them engaged, but you want to like bookend it with something good. You know, you want to have them engaged throughout the entire show and have and be able to say, "Hey, main event, yeah, main event is the TNT Championship match because we don't have exactly. Kenny Omega, so exactly. we're gonna main event. So you got to stick around. It sucks. You're gonna be here till midnight, but." You're gonna to try to keep people engaged to watch Miro defend the TNT Championship against Evil Uno. So I completely agree. I would have put Miro as the main event, especially in this kind of match, because there was a lot of motion behind it too. You know, with the bond that Evil Uno had with Brody Lee, because they even had pictures and he talked about how close they were when they were always, you know, driving to events together when they're the, when they were in the Indies. Like there was a lot of like emotion behind having Evil Uno possibly get the win. We knew it was going to happen, but you know he showed up and he put on one hell of a match. And then even when the rest of the Dark Order came out to support him, including Negative One, and he tried to pay homage to Brody Lee, which I thought was it, it was a it was a lovely homage. But they still made Miro look so much stronger because when he went for the distance clothesline and Miro just like no sold it, and then clothesline Evil Uno and that set up the finish with the game over. That's a great way to end the show. End the show like that. End the show with Miro standing tall, you know, ha- waving at negative uh, one as he's holding game over onto Evil Uno. Like, that's a good visual as opposed to what we actually got, which, you know, yeah, just a tag match that really didn't help anybody. We know that the feud is continuing between Adam Page and Dark Order versus Team Taz. So have Evil Uno and Miro close out the show. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think, and, and so you see my point on why I think that he's still being disrespected. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. some respect on that name. And, oh, but bro, you gotta uh, his his promo though was amazing. I think I gotta thank God for my power and thank my wife for being hot. For being hot. <laughs> no, he's like he's like first first of all, I want to thank Jesus for giving me the power. I love that he starts including that in every single yeah. promo now. I just want to thank Jesus for my power, and I want to thank Jesus for my hot wife. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. So good. Um, some more updates here on uh, on AEW. We're going to be having an MMA fight, Hager versus Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, we got to hear about that response because uh, Hager proposed that fight. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, still reading some more of your comments. Steve Chambers is also saying, don't see anyone beating Miro at all. Oh. And Timothy Thompson, AEW bores me. There's a lot of people that feel like you, man. But it's our job to report the facts and give you exactly what went down on each show. Yeah. And they got a lot of building, too, because even though we still have a couple more weeks left, because I think we have this week's Friday, next week will be Saturday Night Dynamite. And then they're going to be back on – it'll be July, and they'll be back on the road 
and they'll be starting off with the show. Uh, the first, the four shows in Miami are going to be special TV shows. They're not going to be just regular dynamites. We have uh, Road Rage, the first Wednesday of July. Then we're going to have two weeks of Fighter Fest, which are going to be in Texas. Uh, and then the last week of July is going to be the Fight two weeks, for the Fallen. The, the two weeks are going to be in Texas. There's going to be yeah, a Fighter so, Fest. So it's Miami, two weeks of Fighter Fest in Texas, and then um, Fight for the Fallen. So, you know, they're going to start building to these events. So we're, we just have to make it through the month of June with these Dynamites being on Fridays and Saturdays. And hopefully, you know, they'll use that as a launching pad to really get into those shows in July, especially having, you know, Awake, you know, going to other cities with bigger crowds because they're gonna have it in bigger venues than Daily's Place. I love Daily's Place. We've both been there, but it's a quaint, it's you know, quaint little amphitheater. Now we're actually gonna get, you know some stadiums and some actual like concert halls, like arenas. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a great feeling. It's gonna be a great feeling. I'm all vaxxed up. You're vaxxed up. We can get into crowds with no mask, guys. It's a hot vax summer. Get your vaccines so you can go watch some wrestling shows, guys. Make sure you do that. All right. Let's read some of your comments before we head out for the night. Timothy Thompson is saying they do too many specials. Do you think they do too many specials, Rico? I think the way they're doing July might seem like a little bit too much because it's literally, uh, you know, four themed shows of Road Rage, Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. But I do like when they have, uh, you know, like these little special events uh when it has a theme when it has a right reason to like having blood and guts you know those kind of special events i like it 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 makes it feel like there are higher stakes even if there aren't uh just the same way like we're starting to get a little bit more with nxc now they're bringing in your house a lot more often like we saw with when they did halloween havoc so i like seeing these special ones i just think this cluster, they're really gonna have to deliver because if july doesn't deliver on every single week then i'm gonna completely agree and be like all right that was too much of the themes like you, unless you can back it up then you don't have to have every single one have its own special theme because what you're going to change every week's you know theme to whatever state or whatever city you're going to be in that's going to be a little too much yeah that's that's a lot of planning and a lot of stage setup it's it's a lot <laughs> especially when they do like those bash at the beach uh themes i always i like those they have the palm trees and the, and the beach set that's always that's always pretty fun yeah uh, next week, we do have Jungle Boy versus Omega for the AEW Championship. Jungle Boy did win, uh, what was it, the Casino Battle Royale, right? Uh, mm-hmm. To earn this opportunity against Omega for the AEW title. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's on a Saturday night. Maybe maybe something happens. Maybe not. More than likely, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> uh, reading some more of your comments. Since Sammy Callahan fired for, got fired from Impact, believe Khan will sign him? I think that's a storyline. We already saw, uh, so at the latest Impact pay-per-view, so we did have Kenny Omega retain the Impact world title against Moose, who officially did re-sign with Impact, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, And of course, as he's getting beaten down because of the help from the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers, uh, Sammy Callahan did come out. So I still think there's going to be a feud between Sammy and a and um, Kenny Omega. That'll be the next match for that TNA Impact World Championship. Uh, but you know, it remains to be seen. So I think that was uh, unless something else happened that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I just thought that was the storyline for Sammy. <laughs> I wouldn't well, be surprised guys, if he shows up to AEW though, just because. <laughs> 
Just cause, right? <laughs> well, guys, want to thank you so much for hanging out with us for this little bit of time to cover AEW and NXT. We thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to just sit with us and watch us on your phone, on your tablet, on your TV, whatever you're doing. We greatly appreciate you. Make sure you're sharing this video with your friends. Tag your friends in the comment section. Share in your favorite wrestling group. Also, hit that subscribe button. Very, very important. When you hit that subscribe button right next to it, there's a notification bell. Smash that notification bell so that way you never, ever miss when we have brand new content. We also have the podcast version if you want to listen to us in the audio format and you don't want to listen or watch us on screen, you could listen to us on our podcast, available on Anchor FM, available on Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. So that's it for tonight for Rico El Glorioso. I'm your host, Jose G, and we'll see you on the debrief next week. Good night. Good night. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy wrestling.